Yummy. Let me tell you a somewhat sarcastic story. It might not be very realistic sort of tale, but it may touch on a few truths. First, let me say hello to you. Hello. My name is David, and this is a video clip from Words of Light Bible Study on Facebook and YouTube and blah, blah, blah. This short story will have a not-so-serious slant to it, and as I mentioned, perhaps a touch of sarcasm. Mayhap, someone shall be offended. Explanation mark. All right, here comes the short story. You will have to imagine that I am a college man in my 30s or 40s, and that my name is Rufus Ponder or whatever. Hi, my name is Rufus Ponder. I noticed this book on an end table in my parents' home house where I live for free so that they're not alone and stuff. I guess somebody puts the book there like whenever. I'm not really sure where it came from. Anyway, it's a black book, I think, and kind of dirty, dusty. The cover might be made of real animal leather. Poor little rabbit or cat or whatever they use to make book covers from. I'm going to clean this book off and see what kind of book it is. Books are so unnecessary now to, nowadays. It might be a fiction novel. Not sure, I guess. It would have to be from a pretty ancient bookmaker or something because it has that possibly leather cover on it. The height of some poor little animal that probably used to hop around and eat wild berries and stuff and smile and and do little animal poopies uh, for all the little plants to grow from and stuff. The cover says Holly Bibble. I think I have heard that before somewhere. I'm having difficulties. I think I've heard that anyway. I will ask my cell phone what it is. My cell phone tells me everything I need to know. It's really wonderful. This is my cell phone. I have to. It's upside down. What is a holly bibble? Here are some pictures that match. Oh, people and stuff. Holy Bible. Holy Bible. Wow. My cell phone said something about the word Bible. Yeah, I might have pronounced it wrong. I bet that is. It. It's supposed to be a holy Bible. See, my smartphone is so smart. I bet this old book belonged to my grandmother or grandfather or someone that came to this country sometime in the past, like on a ship. They supposedly came from, like, someplace else. I think that they came here by a 
cruise ship that was called the Cauliflower or something. I know a lot about history from college. They teach me stuff. Oh, wait, let me think. The ship was named the June Flower or the Mayflower or some kind of month name. Anyway, I remember we were taught that the Germans sank it with a torpedo during the Spanish-American War. It doesn't really matter now. Anyway, no one worries about ancient history anymore. I mean, like, who really cares what happened 20 years ago? Right? Yep, it's a Bible. I think old people used to keep a Bible around in their houses for whatever reason. I mean, like, people used to believe in the devil and God and, and stuff like that. Maybe they thought that, like, if they had this Bible sitting around in their house on a table or something, that it would scare off bad things like conservatives or bad thoughts or something. And maybe they thought that just having it around would cause them to go to heaven or to a really, really, really safe gated community or something. I'm not sure. But that's probably what was going on in their minds. I'm majoring in psychology, and I so I know a lot of stuff about how pe other people think their minds work. Now, I'm a little curious what's inside this book. I mean, I know I should not read, like, alternative thought material. I'm looking. Stuff, you know. My professor said so. He is so cool, but I'm, I'm curious and I feel kind of disorderly right now, kind of manly, sorry. I know it's all right to be disorderly, but I'm not supposed to use the man word. Really, I am. I'm going to open this book. See, I, I did it. I opened the book. Oh look, there's like words and stuff. It it's like lots of sentences and para paragraphs. Let me check on my cell phone for what a sentence is, you know, like exactly just for toots and giggles. Where's my phone? What is a sentence? Here's the definition of sentence. A set of words that is complete in itself, typically containing a subject and predicate, conveying a statement, question, exclamation, or command, and consisting of a main clause and sometimes one or more subordinate clauses. That was kind of like way too complicated and stuff. My cell phone doesn't usually talk that many words when I ask test questions. Headache. Actually, after listening to all that, I feel kind of like my sensitivities and madness is being stressed or something like it's threatening to even look at this Bible. Sorry, I accidentally used the man word again. I think I have offended myself personally, and I am riddled with guilt. So anyway, in this book, there seems to be a lot of sentences and paragraphs and stuff. It has, like, sentences with... Sensen sentences with rudeness and completed thoughts and besides whoever wrote this book had the nerve to suggest cut and dry conclusions about stuff who can learn new things like that this is not comfortable this is too old school and probably has not been approved by whoever approves you know like good things
This book has no place in my world. This is like words that could cause unacceptable thoughts. Anyway, if I look at this book anymore, and I almost probably won't, don't be mad at me. I love you, and you have to love me because my professor said I deserve all the world has to offer. Let's just all think the same thoughts and love the same kind of people and dislike and reject people and thoughts that we are told we should not like and listen to and stuff like that. Bye. All right, that was kind of silly, but there are a couple of points that at least that need to be considered. The first point is that there are untold numbers of Bibles that simply lay in homes and never get opened. The second point is that most people, and that means untold millions, do not believe that the Bible is the true Word of God. There are so many paths of discussion that could be taken from the things I just said that it's unimaginable. There are countless ways people employ, and with great talent, to deny or ignore God's Word. When you choose to ignore God's Word, you are effectively denying God's Word. If you kind of think there might be something to God's Word, but you just don't take the time to read it for yourself, you have already reasoned and decided to ignore God's Word. God gives you the right and the responsibility to choose your path on this earth. Regardless of what the world tells you about God, you accept or reject God by accepting or rejecting God's Word. From the book of Luke, chapter 9 and verse 26, I read, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. End of verse. God's Word is important. The Bible is God's Word. From the book of Hebrews, chapter 1 and verses 1 and 2, modern English version this time, God, who at various times and in diverse ways spoke long ago to the fathers through the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the world. End of verse. God speaks to us through his word. From the book of John, chapter 1 and verse 1, and the King James Version, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. End of verse. There's three truths in that verse. Remember the book of John chapter 1 and verse 1. Easy to remember. From the book of Romans chapter 15 and verse 4, and this time from the English Standard Version of the Holy Bible. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. End of verse. With all that is hurled at you each day in this world, you need daily encouragement. You need to read the Bible daily. If you have a problem believing God's word, it stems from you not reading it. And that makes no sense at all. Let's just say that you are wandering around in the desert, slowly dying from thirst. In your pocket, you have a map that someone gave you that tells you clearly which direction to walk to get to the only fresh water spring that exists in the desert. You take it out of your pocket and glance at it, and then you toss it aside and walk aimlessly away because you just don't think that map is true and accurate. Somebody told you it wasn't. That would make no sense at all. 
If you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for you to erase your sins so that you can stand before God without condemnation, then you are lost in the desert. You will die there with many others and gain the reward that you have sought, hell. You have the map that can save you. Don't toss it away or ignore it while you walk deeper and deeper into a desert that can promise you nothing but death. I read from the Bible, the book of John chapter 4 and verse 14 this time. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. End of verse. From the book of John chapter 6 and verses 63 through 69 and the King James Version I read, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not, for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore I said unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. From that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and art sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. End of verse. From the book of Revelation chapter 22 and verse 17, King James Version I read, And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is athirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. The same verse, but this time from the Living Bible Version. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Let each one who hears them say the same. Come. Let the, th let the thirsty one come. Anyone who wants to, let him come and drink the water of life without charge. End of verse. I want to take a moment to say that, of course, it is important that you and I read the Bible, and we should take time for that every day. But let us not forget another step that we must take besides reading God's Word. And that step is to make sure we understand what we are reading. To make that point, I want to go back to a verse we have already read. The verse I am referring to is from the book of John, chapter 6, and verse 65. I read that verse again. And he said, from the King James Version of the Bible, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given him unto him of my father. I won't beat this to death so so to say, but I will ask you a few questions about this verse and you may or may not know the answers. It's fine either way because I just want to show how any of us who read God's word can miss things in God's word. The first part of the verse reads and he said. So I ask you who does the word he refer to? It reads, and he said. In this verse, the word he is referring to Jesus. So the rest of the verse will tell us what Jesus said. And of course, if you have a red letter Bible, it's easy to see that because the words of Jesus are printed in red. So now we break down the rest of the verse, the words, of, the words that Jesus actually spoke. Therefore said I unto you, that's the first part. Okay, not hard to understand, even with the wording of the King James Version of the Bible. The New International Bible uh, reads, This is why I told you. 
So we have, therefore, said I unto you, and in a more modern way, this is why I told you. Now the next part reads in the King James Version that no man can come unto me. Again, no problem understanding the King James Version. The New International Version reads that no one can come to me. Now the last part of this verse from the King James Bible reads, except it were given unto him of my father. What does that mean? And I'm not saying you don't understand what that means. In fact, if you do understand what it's saying, I must inform you that I am so tickled that I can barely sit still. Except it were given unto him of my father. It reads like this in the New International Version. Unless the father has enabled them. Okay, John chapter 6 and verse 65 from the New International Version this time. This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. So when you read the Bible, and I encourage you to read from the King James Version of the Holy Bible, just realize that the King James Version is solid and reliable, and know that you might learn something about word usage too. There are many tools at your fingertips that can help you to know what God's Word is really saying to you. If you don't understand something in the King James Version, it's easy to look up. There's a lot of different tools for that. From the book of John, chapter 14 and verse 6, King James Version, one more time. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Thank you for being here, and I will see you next time, I hope.